Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Atypical Man. My name is Caleb. Can you imagine a need for us, as citizens of this great country, to have to meet in secret to discuss certain books, politics, philosophy, and our spiritual beliefs in order for factual information and truth to continue flowing down the lines to our children and their children? Oh, Caleb, you've lost it, right? Most definitely what some of you are thinking. And to be honest, I'm okay with it (laughs) because that's your decision to believe or not, and I hope it always is your decision. This possibility that I pose is not meant to frighten you, dear listener, but to allow you to consider this as a real possibility based on the current trajectory of our country, what we're seeing. Here's the secret. You ready? It isn't only the actions of our current president or even former presidents, but primarily the actions of unelected people that are lobbying against the American citizen. That's you, by the way, and me. And against the dream of a better life that it once represented. Still does represent, in my opinion. Doesn't seem like it some days, but still does to a certain degree. These people are seeking one of two things, sometimes both simultaneously. And that's power and or control. You can be sure that the majority of these people are seeking both and will work extra hard to achieve their goals and make sure that their agenda is fulfilled, pushed through, however you'd like to describe it. So the question today is, what are you and I going to do to stop them? Make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, we're in a street fight now. We're there. You can admit it or not, take some time, turn the show off, go have a beer, go have a cup of coffee, give it a day or two and think about it. When you sit back and you look at everything that's going on, you'll be able to admit it to yourself. We are in a street fight for the very freedoms and liberties that our forefathers fought for, wrote for, laid their lives down for right? We're there now. So the question is, how do we swing back? And how do we do so with enough force that these people that are working against us and working against our interests wouldn't dare stepping to us again in the future with their nonsensical mandates, making us feel small and helpless, and to be honest, vulnerable, depending on the situation. We need to put some answers to these questions. We need to start tossing around some ideas because it's time now, ladies and gentlemen. If we don't do anything, if we don't do something, this is going to get worse. And before we roll into the main part of today's show, after a quick break, we can no longer use the term, that can't happen here. That term needs to go away because it absolutely... Crazy things can absolutely happen here. They are already happening. And we're going to get into that on today's show. So all of this and a whole lot more coming up. We got a lot of work to do, folks. So stick around. Appreciate you being here.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks again for being here. It's much appreciated. You know, I found a, a really great article online during the research stage of tonight's show. And the title of the article is How to Defeat Tyranny, Eight Rules for a Free Country. Sounds kind of cheesy, right? I thought it was going to be too. Until I scrolled down and discovered the scope of this damn article. It's very well written. It's clearly researched. And even the suggestions and opinions that this individual makes, make sure we give that person credit. What's his name? The line, the byline says Brandon Smith. Um, not sure if that's, that's who submitted the article. You never can tell if people you're using their real names, but it's a very interesting article nonetheless. And the article starts out, before we get into the eight steps, because that's just going to be a, a brief portion of tonight's show, among other things. The article starts off like this, quote, It is inevitable. There comes a point in the development of every crisis, every catastrophe, every impending disaster, every act of methodical dictatorship, in which the generations selected by fate or destiny to endure the trial must attempt to look beyond the intellectual and psychological to deeply consider the greater philosophical or spiritual questions of their epoch. Certain moments in history demand that truly free individuals relinquish their cynicism and embrace that inherent world of form and conscience that exists in each of us but remains largely unexplained. Without this act of faith or intuitive knowing, good cannot exist, inspire, or prevail. To understand what we face in our age of encroaching technocracy draped with glistening silicon across the face of a third-world American cesspool, we must accept certain realities, the first and foremost being the existence of evil. Not the evil of ignorance, that is easy to recognize. Not the evil of apathy and moral relativism, though the stench of both sharply permeates the sour underside of our culture. No, I am talking about pure, unbiased, unflinching, perfectly conscious, and fully absorbed evil. The kind they tell stories about, the kind that history, the kind that history books speak of almost in awe, as if it is miraculous in nature, a dark tide, a prehistoric leviathan, an unbelievable and seemingly inhuman myth made manifest by astonishingly vile despots. This evil is so overwhelming that many people today scarcely imagine it is possible. It is our society's greatest weakness, the denial of ultimate malice. Whoa. That's not even that's not even the entire introduction. It goes on and on. If you want to check this out, it's actually over at uh, the website is alexanderhiggins.com. If you get on um, um, one of the search engines and just type in how to defeat tyranny, eight rules for a free country, it'll come right up. Uh, it looks like it, they call it the, the Higgins News Network. They got all kinds of interesting stuff on here, but 
As we talked about in the introduction to the show today, ladies and gentlemen, we are in a street fight now. There is no denying it. There is no running from it. What we need to do is we need to join forces, work together to come up with a plan to defeat these people. The ones that are trying to run our lives, force us to do things, force us to put things in our body, give us ultimatums that affect how we earn a living, how we take care of ourselves, our families, our children. It's enough now. It's enough. And as I also discussed in the opening of the show, if you think things can't get crazier, you're wrong. This whole idea of, well, Caleb, you know, that kind of really, really bad stuff can't happen here. Will you look around for a minute? Hmm? There are people now that I was talking to six or seven months ago when I was bringing this possibility up of mask and vaccine mandates once the vaccine became available, which was rushed into production. Trump knows it too. I'm not blaming him or making excuses. It would have gone either way. It could have gone either way whether he was still in office or Grandpa Joe was in office. It doesn't much matter. The fact of the matter happens to be is that there are no time trials. There are no tested case studies about the long-term effects of these vaccines. There just aren't. And one of the things, before I get into these uh, these eight steps that I brought up a couple seconds ago, there is something called Nuremberg Code, Nuremberg Code of 1947, i.e. refusing the vaccine. And this is on, uh, where is this, the vaccine? Nure- yeah, just type in Nuremberg Code. What is this? Why can't I find it? It was just there. Here we go. Article 6, Section 3. This part of a different article, obviously, a separate article, goes like this. The right to avoid the the imposition of human experimentation is fundamentally rooted in the Nuremberg Code of 1947. It's been ratified by the 1964 Declaration of Helsinki and further codified in the U.S. Code of Federal Regulations. In addition to the U.S. regarding itself as bound by these provisions, these principles were adopted by the FDA in its regulations requiring the informed consent of human subjects for medical research. I'm going to read that part one more time. In addition to the U.S. regarding itself as bound by these provisions, these principles were adopted by the FDA in its regulations requiring the informed consent of human subjects for medical research. It is unlawful to conduct medical research, even in the case of an emergency, unless steps are taken to secure informed consent of all its participants. Has our government obtained or secured informed consent by us? 
ladies and gentlemen, we are participating in medical research. You know that, right? We don't know the long-term effects of these vaccines. None of us do. They've only been out a few months. We don't know what happens in a year. We don't know what happens in five years. All we do know is that people getting these vaccines, regardless of the manufacturer, can not only still spread this virus, but can still succumb to death. Colin Powell is a great example. The man was fully vaccinated. Fully vaccinated. Dead. Gone. What are we talking about when it comes to efficacy? You get the vaccine, and it doesn't stop you from getting COVID. You get the vaccine, and if you do have it, you can still spread it. What are we talking about? And in Article 6, Section 3 of the Nuremberg Code of 1947, it says, quote, In no case should a collective community, agreement, or the consent of a community leader or other authority substitute for an individual's informed consent. Clearly, mandatory COVID-19 vaccinations fail this test on multiple fronts. I don't understand why it's so difficult for some of these people out here to not understand what's happening. This is not, and this is the scary part, okay? So let's get over this part. If it's not about efficacy, and if it's not about ending the pandemic, and allowing people to get back to their lives, you know, jumping this hurdle that is COVID-19. If it's not about that, then what is it? Mask mandates are still in place all over the country, all over the world. Grandpa Joe and his team of morons over there in Washington are running a dipshit tournament to see who can sound the most ridiculous when it comes to these mandates. People are leaving their jobs because they don't know the long-term effects, and you are not going to force these people. It's not about being anti-vax, by the way, folks. It's about being anti-mandate. You know how many of these people that are walking out on their jobs get a flu shot every year? Have gotten, are up to date on all of their other vaccines? Look into this. These people are not anti-vax. I'm not anti-vax. I'm anti-mandate. You are not going to force me or my family to stick that needle in my arm or the arms of one of my family members until we know exactly what it is, how it works, and what the long-term effects are. Period. End of issue. We are, we are part of a medical research program, ladies and gentlemen. We're guinea pigs. That's the part I don't... That's the part that's difficult for me when you unpack this and you look at it for what it is. We are human test subjects for medical research. Do you understand? They might be able to get around this with fancy lingo and language. But why aren't we seeing any, if these 
jabs, if these vaccines are so efficient and people are just, you know, wanting to promote them and have more and more people get the shot, why aren't we seeing any commercials about them, advertisements on television for them? I haven't seen any. So you've got education initiatives. That's from eight months ago. This, see, these are all eight, nine, ten months ago. There's a Pfizer commercial. Looks like it's on YouTube. <laughs> Jesus. April 7, 2021. Budweiser urges people to get COVID vaccine in new ad. Nine ad campaigns promoting the vaccine. Time.com. COVID vaccine commercial produced by Ad Council under Biden. Mediate.com. Why aren't we seeing commercial after commercial after commercial for Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer, all these other companies promoting their vaccine? But what we do see are other ads for other products being sponsored by these companies. Well, this ad was brought to you by Pfizer. Well, this ad was brought to you by Johnson & Johnson. Why aren't they promoting the vaccines outright? Where's the marketing campaign? Why isn't it there? Maybe because these people understand that it's a waste of fucking money. Why advertise when the government will do it for us? Hmm? And if you think these vaccines are going to remain, quote, free... You're wrong. This is something else that you'll start to see. People will start getting charged an obscene amount of money for these shots. Right now, the government's paying for it, which means you and I are paying for it. So either way, we pay, right? <laughs> this whole thing is just so ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, look into that. Article 6, Section 3 of the Nuremberg Code of 1947. Back to defeating tyranny. Eight steps, eight rules for a free country. <clears throat> Let's take these one at a time. Rule number one. This one might be my favorite. Stop waiting for others to fight the battle for you. If you want to put an end to totalitarianism, you can't sit around waiting for other people to solve the problem for you, says this article. Goes on. The greatest downfall of any political campaign, even when led by a liberty-minded candidate, is the central centralization of popular focus on a single man. There is no knight in shining armor coming to lead the liberty movement to the promised land. These unrealistic expectations will only end in disappointment and nihilism. The solutions start not with others, but with you. Where do you contribute to freedom? What actions have you taken? Who have you inspired? What ideas have you offered? What project have you organized, struggled for, sweat for? Take the reins of your own destiny and finally join the fight instead of perusing the internet, longing for a guru to hand you a mission. 
This guy's writing is out of control. Number two, believe in something greater than yourself. Quote, this is where we get all, quote, spiritualized, which for the typical cynic is a rather gooey and uncomfortable affair. That is true. If accepting a higher purpose to the universe and your own existence is too much for you, then at least consider deeply the future of humanity in general. I love that. Think not of what think not of what mankind is today, but what mankind could be tomorrow if you make it so. Know that there is an indelible good within us, though it may be difficult to see at the time. Cradle that spark and champion its return. It is not enough to oppose tyranny. One must know exactly what he or she is fighting for in order to triumph. Cynics do not make history or change a country for the better. They are forgotten, dust wafting about in the wayward attics of time. <laughs> okay, one more time. Cynics do not make history or change a country for the better. They are forgotten dust wafting about in the wayward attics time. That might be one of my favorite lines of all time. Forgotten dust wafting about in the wayward attics of time. That is brilliant. Number three, deal with your fear or it will be used against you. Hmm. Does this sound familiar at all? Let's find out. Quote, a subjugating government's size, military might, technological superiority, and overall gravitas are irrelevant. The fight will come whether we want it to or not. Accept the fact that the fight is coming to you. Your fear of it does not change the eventuality of it. Wars, especially those waged for freedom, are won by the will, not by arms or technology, not by laser-guided missiles and predator drones. Tyrants always have the advantage. They always have the upper hand. They win when they are able to convince the masses that this advantage makes them invincible and that resistance is a futile exercise. They lose when the people could care less about the size of the guns that are pointed at them. All men are afraid to take risks, especially mortal risks. However, Great men understand the necessity of risk in the pursuit of that which is right. Fear should play no part in your life, ever. I need to find out where this guy is at. I'm going to try to get him on the podcast. I'm sure we could go a few rounds. Just this article alone, my God. Number four, understand the nature of tyrants. Overcoming fear is one thing. Being overconfident is another. Understand that the evil you face is capable of absolutely any depravity and its lust for absolute control. Understand that the crime you will one day witness in your battle to dethrone the autocrats are designed to rattle your will and eradicate your resolve. Know that to attain a free country, you must struggle through social, economic, and physical carnage you never thought possible before. Be ready, psychologically and emotionally, for anything. Number five, dump nihilists 
and obstructionists by the wayside. You can't save everybody, and you certainly can impart a sense of greater purpose on cowards, weaklings, and nihilists. These people are inherently self-centered and seek only to prolong the ease and length of their own existences, regardless of the cost to others. Nihilists in particular are so inwardly and subconsciously ashamed of their own weaknesses that they go out of their way often obsessively to protect those weaknesses on the whole. Jesus. They have to believe that if they are not capable of fighting back, no one else can be either, and they will shriek to the rafters about the impending doom of us all. Nihilists and obstructionists are dead weight on any dissenting activist movement, even though they pretend to support the cause and should be tossed to the curb immediately. A revolution for liberty requires foresight and courage. If a person does not meet both these criteria, they will eventually bring you down with them. Jeez. Number six, find a love for humanity once again. I know as well as anyone how hard it is today to care about most people, given the amount of utter stupidity so many display on a daily basis, and the cost of this behavior has accrued in our society over time. Get over it. Recognize that when you fight for freedom, you fight for everybody, even people who have not earned your efforts. If you fight only for yourself or your immediate circle, you will lose. Look at the bigger picture and know the real breadth and consequence of this undertaking. Fight for all, or you might as well crawl into a shallow hole and pull the dirt over your head right now. This was the mindset we had in the military. We weren't, you know, flashing off into individual fights, especially the, uh, the um, big-time heavy hitters, the Marines and the infantry guys, things like this, the front-line guys. It's a group effort. It always has been and always will be. That's why they train in groups. They deploy in groups. They work in groups. It's the way it is. It's the way it's always been. Number seven, remain adaptable to the circumstances of the environment. Absorb what works and cast off what doesn't. Be stubborn in your principles and your resolve, but not in your strategies. Vulnerability comes with predictability. Blaze trails that tyrants don't expect. Show them something they've never seen before. Be bold or go home. This is a big one. Blaze trails that tyrants don't expect. Show them something they've never seen before. So how do we do this? brainstorming time, right? While we're listening, just tossing around some ideas of things that we can do to push back against these psychopaths, the ones that are trying to encroach into our lives and take things that don't belong to them. Lastly, number eight, retain your principles or you will fail. The philosophical doctrine being peddled by elites in our military today states that, quote, in order to defeat a monster, you must be willing to act like a monster. This is insanity. Foregoing one's principles and adopting dishonorable and vicious methods is not the way of a warrior. It is the way of the tyrant. Remember what you're fighting for. 
This is not just about personal survival, but the survival of a worthy ideal. Abandoning that ideal may give us the illusion of short-term success, but in the long run, the cost will bankrupt our movement, demolish our moral high ground, and make hollow any victories we do achieve. I'm telling you, go look this article up. How to Defeat Tyranny, Eight Rules for a Free Country on Higgins News Network. Absolutely incredible read. Incredible read. He closes his article with this. Some may have stumbled upon this essay with the expectation that it would outline a kind of step-by-step instructional guide to crippling the, quote, bad guys. Sorry to dissatisfy if that was the case, but it is better that we all comprehend now that there will never be such a guide. As much as globalists and collectivists with aspirations of world dominance and total financial centralization are a threat to our way of life, the real fight, the fight that matters most, is not without, but within. We will overcome them only when we overcome our own failings. Good grief. I imagine many wish, as I surely wish, that simple days and comfortable times could continue on forever. The difficult truth is that history tests man and sets the extraordinary apart from the mundane. Sometimes these tests are so epic in their scale that one wonders if anyone will step forward to weather the storm. Someone always does, and we owe those brave souls a debt of gratitude which can only be paid with our own stand in our own era. At the end of all things, we will neither open the door to a better world, excuse me, we will either open a door to a better world or we will cut our own throats. Tyranny is nothing but an opportunity for the best in all of us to rise. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. I think I'm going to leave you with this, ladies and gentlemen. I've been reading this book called American Pravda by James O'Keefe. He's the gentleman that founded Project Veritas. And in a portion of his book, he says this, quote, For a journalist, the overriding goal should not be to serve serve some transitory purpose, but to pursue the truth. As Solzhenitsyn said, totally. Yes, we would all like to be better We would all like to better the human condition, but to accomplish that, we have to understand our present circumstances, and we can only achieve understanding through truth. The postmodernist thinks of dismissing or denying real information in order to help craft a political identity or form an agenda. If all truth is relative and personal, why not advance a truth that enhances power and facilitates social control? Feeling that advance is what postmodernists most is the postmodernist's most potent energy source, political correctness. We dismiss the postmodern embrace of this phenomenon at our own risk. This is identity, identity politics waged as war against the truth, against fact, against reason, and ironically, even against science. Ladies and, ten, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's time to start reading again. It's time to start paying attention not spending so much time on social media, 
streaming services, I'm, believe me, I'm just as guilty. I need to get better as well. We need to educate ourselves on what's happening and how to beat it. If we don't, things are going to get much, much worse. And I know deep down in your souls, you know that's true. Something isn't making sense with how quickly the movements are being made by our current administration, this current government. I haven't seen a power grab like this in my lifetime, and I'm almost 40 years old. But I'm awake now. I'm paying attention. Say what you will about other presidents. Say what you will about President Biden. Have your opinions, have your beliefs. All I ask is that you do your homework. You look at the situation for what it is, and you also pay attention to your gut. This is going to continue to get stranger and stranger, ladies and gentlemen, and I know that you know that. So the question is, just as we've been discussing from this article, how do we fight back? How do we fight back? This is real tyranny, ladies and gentlemen. It's here. We are in a street fight. The only way to defeat this is to, one, admit there's a problem, and two, take action. What kind of action are we going to take? Because it's time now. What gifts or abilities do you have to help in this fight? Give this some thought. Head over to the Atypical Man Facebook page or thisatypicalman.com. Leave a comment. Send an email, whatever you'd like. I'd love to hear from you. I appreciate you all turning into the show tonight, and I wish you all the very best. My name is Caleb, and this is the Atypical Man.